Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production, available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Exciting football action continues at Yahoo Daily Fantasy, and it's only getting better. Yahoo Daily Fantasy just released a new $500,000 contest called the $500,000 Baller. That's probably you. That has a first place prize of $50,000. You got to check it out today. Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football has new contests every week with guaranteed cash prizes. Even if you don't score a perfect lineup, you could still walk away from the game with a little bit of cash for free. Get started now at yahoo.com slash daily fantasy. That's yahoo.com slash daily fantasy. When you make your first deposit, use promo code POD25, P-O-D-25, for $25 in free play cash. That's POD25 for 25 bucks for free. Football season is here, and it's time to dominate the competition with your fantasy picks. And R.J. Bell's Dream Preview on Podcast One Sportsnet is your secret weapon to victory. I said the fact they didn't run it up in week one tells me this guy is so confident he wants to hide his strength. No matter the matchup, R.J.'s got you handled with top-notch analysis for the best NFL picks around. Now, is that true or not? I don't know. Very optimistic. Download R.J. Bell's Dream Preview every week on Apple Podcasts and podcastone.com. All right, we're in October. Does that, does that mean fall's here? Is that technically what that means? No, I mean fall's already here. It's 97 not, outside. Not, not here, though. So uh, we are going to hit the Week 5 slate and talk about it and try and decide what the lock of the week is going to be. As far as news goes this week, there's what? Vontae's perfect has been suspended. Yeah. Irrelevant. Who cares? No one cares about that. Um, so kind of a lightish news week. Uh, there's a little bit of one, though, right? Like, <laughs> I, I, w- I got on the radio yesterday in Minnesota oh. And oh, now the whole world cares about the Vikings. That's right. Well, I mean, if Stefan Diggs gets traded to the Patriots, okay. everybody will care. We need to cool the hell out. I I got on the I got on the phone and I was like, "How's today going?" He was like, "Well, uh, Stefan Diggs isn't at practice and he's not hurt." <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to push back on this. So, well, Roquan Smith wasn't at practice and he wasn't hurt and he's playing Sunday. Sure, sure, sure. You're absolutely right. I mean, but the thing is, I I don't think. I'm not saying Diggs isn't playing Sunday. What I'm saying is, is like Kirk Cousins like apologized to one of his wide receivers for sure. not throwing him the ball on a radio show, and then the other wide receiver is just like, here's the th- here's the thing. 
for you to be news relevant, your team has to matter. Like, why? Well, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> it would be cool to see Stefan Diggs play with a quarterback that, that is decent, though. That'd be kind of fun. He did actually. He um, he played with Case Keenum during Case Keenum's like career. right. I'm talking about like a good quarterback, like this year. Oh, I see. Yeah, uh, that'd be fun. Okay, so that was news. Um, do you want to just jump in? I mean, I really don't think like I don't want to talk about Vontaze Burfecht. Well, and p- the the people don't want. Uh, no, we, we have a great we have a great uh, story uh, from the Cincy Y at the end. Be great, and I think I that, just want to get there. And and so the football people, you, you you'll get the football now, and the people who want the real entertainment, wait till Can the stay end. For, stay for later because uh, it's a glorious. So as we do every week, we are going to debate and try and pick our favorite lock of the week because you know it's a sure thing. Um, we're actually <laughs> after the picking the Falcons week one have gone three straight, which is great because. We are uh, donating to charity. That's right. All of our winnings on the lock of the week, and so so far, we've made some nice contributions. Yeah, I got it um, uh, by each of us. You can check it out. I think I've I've uh, pinned it on my Twitter, so you can find the places we're donating. You can donate to one of those, uh, or you can pick your own. But I encourage you to do so. It's a good thing. There's a lot of good causes out there. And while you're sitting on your couch or laying on the floor screaming and crying about some random game going one way or the other. Know in the back of your mind, you might be doing something good for someone. It's always always nice. Yep. All right. Let's get it going. Thursday night, tonight, Seahawks-Rams. We talked about this on Sunday when we were you know, kind of debating where we thought the line would end up. And this has now happened to me two straight weeks. So I'm a little bit on tilt because I thought the Cardinals might be a value getting five and maybe they close a little higher um, at home against the Seahawks. Green line said, nope, you're an idiot. Right, our model like the Seahawks. There, Seahawks, you know, waxed Blew them. Out. Yeah. And then I see this game, and I go, "Look, I think that the Rams probably favored by a point, point and a half. Seahawks are favored, and our model actually thinks they should maybe be favored by a half point more or so." So, am I, am I the idiot? <laughs> I, well, I don't think so. I mean, the market movement here is very much like inconsequential right there's like the obviously zero only like two out of every 256 games basically it lands on zero and it it did like rams were like minus one and now they were all the way out to plus two like that's like meaningless movement you're talking about a, a few percentage points here basically where our model stands is just we like the seahawks at home uh but by less than home field advantage we know seattle has probably a three and a half four point home field advantage we like them by two so this is very like an even game right and you talked about this stuff on the podcast like on on sunday night like there are real reasons to fade the rams here they played a ton of plays the other day uh it's a four you know basically a three days rest they played a ton of plays in the in the four o'clock game, mm-hmm. and I know the Seattle also played the four o'clock game, but it's you know there's there's not way tri- less stressful that's for sure not trivial rest, and and so there's reasons here. Now there are other reasons to fade the Seahawks. The one we talked about the other day, which is that they're playing base defense. If you're going to play base defense against the Cardinals, you're going to play base defense against the Rams, right? And the idea that Cooper Cup lined up on Michael Kendricks in the slot just should terrify Seahawks fans. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I like the fact that sometimes these things go against our intuition and it causes us to think a little bit. Um, but I don't like the fact that both of us were extremely, both of us like were wrong about this game on, on, on Sunday night, which is, which is interesting. It didn't stop me from investing. I, th- I saw the Rams yeah. as a pick and I was like, so, I mean, here's the, qu- here's what it comes down to in my mind. So if I said, 
hey, which is the better team? I don't think it's a question at all. The Rams are the better team. Yeah. They have the better coach. They have the better every part of the team with one exception, and that is quarterback. Russell Wilson is without a doubt an elite quarterback. He's a top five guy. He has a 120, 130 pass rating from a clean pocket. He has a 100 pass rating from when he's under pressure, 125 from a clean pocket. He's making big time throws at like four times the rate um, that he's making turnover worthy plays. He's fantastic. And the Rams, on the other hand, Jared Goff has been really not good. So bad, in fact, that the Rams are averaging a lower EPA per pass play than per run play, which is Yikes. absolutely horrific. And a terrible. lot of that is turnovers, right? Because those, but uh, yes, but, but, <laughs> but yeah. that's part of being horrific. Yeah, yeah. When you're when you're making a turnover worthy play, five percent of your plays, uh, that's not good. For sure, yeah. So, and- so it comes down to this: what what do we trust more? Do we trust the quarterback or the overall strength of the team? Because, um, I mean, the, the Seahawks are, are a good team, but this bet is solely on Russell Wilson if you're taking the Seahawks. And they do the Seahawks do a lot to try to neuter the best player on their team, and that's the difficulty here. If the, if yeah, we were too much. if we were if we were um, confident that Seattle was going to open things up, and maybe they will because they're facing a divisional foe. We know last year they covered both games against the Rams. Uh, they were very Rams competitive. Rams were huge favorites. But very competitive here. Um, one thing that we did get right about Sunday night, we talked about the total, and this total really hasn't moved much. We're talking about 49.5. This is a very high total. We know both offenses are good, but – on a three days rest, the question is, is okay, which caves quicker? Is it the defenses? Are they going to be more tired or is it going to be the offenses seeing a game like this division games generally play closer to the vest? Are the Seahawks going to run more and like sort of try to establish their the identity? Rams going to run more now. Are the Rams going to run more because Jared Goff, they clearly don't want to get into these like track meets with these teams because Goff has become more exposed of late. I uh, our model likes the under here. I 49 and a half. 49 and a half. I do think that's a little bit high. Um but unders always scare me, especially on Thursday night football you don't know necessarily uh you know what to make necessarily of like the spot. Yeah, I mean I think back to what maybe was one of the most entertaining games last season, which was a Thursday night game, Rams at home against the Vikings and that was an absolute track me in fact Cooper Cup was roasting linebackers in that game as well. Yep. Uh, poor Anthony Barr, may he rest in peace. So I mean, look, I thought the Rams were going to be the side. Our model thinks, nope, if you're going to go one side, go the Seahawks. We're not going to take the under. So I don't think we're going to pick this game. Yeah. But this is a really fascinating game. Um, who do you think uh, wins this game? Uh, because I really, the, I mean, the line is basically, you know, right, right. the, the point um, where picking the winner is, I think, an interesting question. Yeah. I have a really hard time picking Seattle here. Um, I, yeah. Um, somebody Maybe asked on the, time. on the comments here are, is the lock of the week, the one with the highest probability we are picking among games that we have a high probability with, but we are not necessarily always taking the, the highest yeah. probability via green line, just because again, uh, blindly betting a model is not something we're into, but okay. So that, that was, what do you think? You also th- when you get content. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, I, I see the Rams putting a, putting it together a little bit here. I also see 
honestly, like I think the I think the Tampa Bay offense is very, very good and did a great job of exploiting some things that Seattle's not going to be able to. Yeah. And I think the Rams are a good defense. We saw that against Cleveland. We saw that uh, early in the season. Um, Marcus Peters, though, is he actually going to play? Yeah, no, he came out of concussion protocol, I believe. Um, and you know, so the Rams have the goods defensively. Seattle, I just don't know. Seattle, again, seems like a team to me that's like a, a very, very souped-up version of Minnesota in the sense that they can beat the crap teams. Mm-hmm. And against the good teams, uh, a lot of their deficiencies, especially well-coached teams, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to do the, pull off the kind of stuff that they can pull off against the Cardinals, for example. Yep. I think the Rams maybe don't run a screen on fourth and, and short in this game. <clears throat> and uh, I, I think the Rams find a way to get it done. Okay. Um, in this one let's but, move in order here so we we have jacksonville at carolina the 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 two 1995 expansion teams face off once every four years can i just also say about the seahawks they almost lost to the Bengals. right john yeah. ross like became an nfl wide receiver like, in that we game. shouldn't he, like, lose lost sight. his nfl virginity yeah. in that game we, so after seeing what happened to dallas who and the ravens who were you know both beneficiaries of beating like a really bad team and the the steelers like taping the Bengals to a door yeah um anyways jaguars panthers yes please uh so this, this is three and a half right now the total 41 we saw Minshew last week was well, so interestingly on this total right 41 is pretty low very low for a team like i'm looking over at carolina carolina's defense has played a lot better than we thought mm-hmm. they would um but at the same time, who have they played? They, you know, they they played the Rams and gave up thirty, even yep. though Goff wasn't, you know, particularly sound at all. Jameis tried to give them a game on Thursday Night Football, and they still didn't want to take it. Uh, they beat the Cardinals in a game that they scored a lot of points, mm-hmm. and then last week was sort of like a stinker of a game. Yep. And so, like fundamentally here, I sort of like them. I like this game to go over, especially because I. I I think Gardner Minshew is good enough, right? I think Gardner Minshew is good enough. You know, he had a knee injury, I think, this week, but like uh, all all signs point to him playing. He's going to play. I think <laughs> he's not not playing. You kidding I mean, me? I think the spread's probably right on. Actually, it's the same as our number, um, which means like I, you can't lay the points with Carolina here. You could say, okay, the better quarterback getting points, you know, as the handicap for for the uh, mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, Jaguars, but. In terms of the over here, I really do like it because I think the Jaguars' defense is a defense that can give up some, especially if Ramsey continues to not play. Yeah, probably not. Gonna play. And Carolina has players that I think are explosive. I mean, you know, McCaffrey is a guy who can take the ball anywhere on the field. He's and good at football. DJ Moore's, ter- I think, a terrific young player. Um, uh, Greg Olson remains a good tight end, uh, and then they, you know, the the Samuels of the world, like they're solid. And and I think you know Kyle Allen's a guy who. High average depth of target, high rate of positive graded throws. He'd be second in positively graded throws behind Jameis Winston if he had enough attempts. Like this, to me, I think the over is a good play here. Well, he puts the ball up for grabs too, which is worth something. And the Jaguars are a team that probably will give up a few plays. You know, Ramsey is not there, but they also might take a few. Yeah. And so I, I agree with you. I think that's that would be the play in this game. Plus the the Panthers, um, you know, uh, Dante Jackson questionable the groin. You know, maybe he's not one hundred percent. So um, defense is a little less than than their best, and two quarterbacks that are probably better, um, you know, than than maybe the market. I mean, I don't know, the market loves Minshew, and he sh- they should. He's been very very good. 
he would play like if his arm was falling off. There's right. no I mean, way that he's, dude is Well, playing. there's no he is the classic example of somebody who finally got gets finally is getting his shot and will never will not surrender his shot based upon an injury out of Let me ask you this. Um Minshew, you know, say he finishes out the season, plays well, they have Foles coming back. Would you trade Minshew? I think Minshew would have more value, weirdly. Oh, for sure. Because he's cheaper and, and younger and, and he's younger. Yeah, that's a good question. I, and uh, if you're the Jaguars, you have to consider it because the Foles thing. I mean, I, I think Foles would hand. I, Foles seems like just a gracious person who would handle the whole thing well. And I, I'm imagining he'd handle the situation of coming back and being the starter after everybody loved Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Um, Let me tell you what you don't do. You don't trade a guy like Gardner Minshew and live to tell about it. Dude, yeah. You don't do that. Okay. Cardinals, uh, Bengals. Probably the worst game of the weekend, especially given the fact that Kyler has struggled. But do you want to bet on this game? No. Okay. Uh, it, just Neither looking at I. one of the things to notice, if, you're, if you are looking at green line, it is minus three. However, it is minus three, minus 120. So that does change the break-even probabilities. Um, I don't really want to talk about this game. I One of these teams is going to get a win. Uh, uh, theoretically, uh, and so good for them. I think if you had to bet anything, you might go the under here. Uh, but the Bengals' defense is horrible. The so. Bengals' defense is horrible. The Cardinals' offense is horrible. Yeah, it, it's it, a horrible sandwich. Okay, so enjoy. Here's a game we actually like. Let's go to Houston on purpose. Oh. Um, the Atlanta Falcons getting five in Houston. Our number is a little bit closer to four, and there are a bunch of key numbers between, well, two key numbers between zero and five here. Uh, let's not talk. Uh, why Why I, I every know. week do well, we have to do this? The Atlanta Falcons got shellacked at home um, by A.J. Brown. I mean, he just like roasted yeah, them yeah, up sure. and down the field. By the way, A.J. Brown, people talk about how D.K. Metcalf is yoked. Dude, that guy's big. Yeah, he is a he's, horse. He's a, he's... And he torched the Falcons. They ran all over them. The Falcons continue to do this, right? They have a top 10 quarterback, top 5 wide receiver, one of the best quarterback wide receiver combos that we have had, probably the best over the past, what, you know, 5, 10 years. And they continue to disappoint. In that game, they had a, a fourth and one. They line up in heavy, tell everyone they're going to run, and then just like steam it up the gut, and Freeman gets rocked back. I don't even think they. Got it's it. always something with Atlanta, but but the at the same time, like this is a team. Like, but it, there's also always something with Houston. Yes, that and These that's are the like point. The same team. Yeah, aren't they? That's the point. I mean, and and so you look, and and actually, Houston has more things that I think can tank them when trying to cover a spread like this, right? So they are laying the points, and hence more things have to go right. When you look at Atlanta, they are in the bottom, I think, seven or eight in terms of uh, points per game. They are in the top ten, though, in yards per play, and especially if you look at EPA per pass play, they are an eighth of a point per pass play, which is tremendous, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's a good passing offense. Matt Ryan, win clean, has a pass rating over 110. That's better than what Deshaun Watson's putting out there. He has more turnover-worthy plays than big-time throws. They do need to go down the field a little bit more. But you look at Houston, and I think a couple things are true. Houston's the best team in that division and still not very good. Mm -hmm. And it it starts with the fact that Deshaun Watson just simply invites too much pressure. 
he that offense just allows the other team to dictate what they do too much and that and that is you know in some sense that's the that's the difficulty here because I do think there's a situation where Watson and the Texans blow out the Falcons yeah they everything clicks they the pass rush for the Falcons which has actually been pretty good doesn't get to Watson and the cornerbacks for the Falcons just get obliterated by those receivers Mm -hmm. however those receivers are a little banged up you know Falcons do have a decent pass rush and Watson has run, run his way into sacks and pressure more than anybody this season other than uh I was going to say Christian Ponder, Kirk Cousins, <laughs> and uh, I'm here for that. <laughs> yeah, other than Kirk Cousins as full time players. So, um, I like Atlanta here, and again, this is one of those things where you just have to avoid recency bias and avoid some of the noise. And the I know the Falcons come with a lot of noise, so a it's lot tough. of garbage, a lot of trash. Yeah. Here's the thing: the if you put a blindfold on and you hadn't watched these two teams you know, play for the first four weeks. And then all of a sudden you take it off and you look at how they're comprised and you look at the fact that Atlanta is far better per pass from an expected points added perspective than Houston is and that that's what carries. And you see that both defenses are bad and you see that both coaches have their issues. You would say, look, this should be a two and a half, three point spread, right? Whatever home field is. Right. And you are getting twice as many points. So I am willing to keep this one in consideration. Yeah. However, I may need this. Unfortunately, can't drink on Sunday. That's the problem, right? Because I have to, you know, have to stay sharp because Sunday night football is coming up. And, you know, obviously we work on Sunday. But this would be the game where it's like, I'm going to go make myself yeah. six stiff cocktails. I'm going to put five It's like in the watching fridge. UMass plus whatever. And you're just like, I have to be drunk to watch this. The, Fal- the, the Falcons being compared to UMass is why you tune into this podcast. All right. So we'll keep Falcons plus five on the, on the docket here and yeah. go to a game that uh, I don't know if we'll feel any type of way about from a betting perspective, but I want to talk about Bucks at Saints really quickly. It, it might be the best game of the weekend. Might be the best game of the weekend. There is a real chance. I mean, the the Bucks are three point underdogs. Yep. Teddy Bridgewater has looked not good, not so great. They Saints just came off a very big, you know, home victory that got them much much closer to their goal. This is almost like a whatever game at this point, given how great they must feel about what they've yeah. done. Meanwhile, for Tampa Bay, this is a the Falcons suck. Breeze is hurt. Yep. This is our chance. Well, not only that, but it's. The foul, or the sorry, Tampa Bay had one of the hardest schedules in the NFL. Right, they had a Thursday night football game on the road against a division rival. That's not that's like a bad that's a bad thing for the league to do. Right, they have five consecutive road games if you count the the home game that they get in London. They're one and zero in that stretch. Right, they win this game, they move to three and two, they move to three and zero on the road. They 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 catch a break here with the Saints having a backup quarterback. Um. I, I tweeted this. I think Tampa Bay's loss to the Giants is like going to be the biggest what if of the season, right? Because yep. like it was a win. They should have had the W there. Um, but no, I think this will be extremely compelling because it's going to be. Can you think of two quarterbacks that are any different than these two men? I, I honestly cannot. <laughs> like, I think that these might be the most polar... diabolically opposed quarterbacks. I mean, they are so different, right? Winston can't help himself. He throws the ball downfield with reckless abandon. He will not be deterred. Teddy Bridgewater will sit in the pocket. You could give him a picnic blanket, let him sit back there, 
and serve up wide open shots downfield and he would check it down to Alvin Kamara in the flat. Um, it's it's beautiful. It's so different. On the other side of things, both coaches are guys that, you know, like I think their personalities are kind of similar and they yeah. just don't give to you-know-whats. And uh, Peyton will probably take, you know, advantage to go for it on some fourth downs, yep. which, you know, will give his team a little bit of a um, a boost there by giving them that extra chance to retain possession. The question to me is New Orleans was able to cover the Cowboys well. Cowboys didn't have Michael Gallup. It turns out Amari Cooper may have been banged up. Marshawn Lattimore made him look um, very mortal. The Tampa Bay Bucks have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who are really good. Yeah, and I just don't know that the Saints' coverage is is telling the truth with how well they played against uh, the Cowboys. And I think Jameis Winston will take advantage of that. So that is how the Bucks can win this game. Yeah, and I think the Bucks' defense is much improved. I know they oh, gave certainly. they gave up forty, but that was mostly because they got ahead so quickly. And the Rams are not a terrible offense. Uh, you know the there's this, a defensive touchdown too. The the Saints. You know we're talking about you know a quarterback in Bridgewater that holds onto the ball too long. You look up front, they have Ndamukong Sue, who you know had a touchdown the other day. Uh, also, you know just is a better player than Gerald McCoy. You know, and then Shaq Barrett is probably the defensive player of the year so far. On the outside, they cover really well. And the thing that's the Saints Achilles heel, you know, they can have Kamara, they have Thomas. But other than that, Jared Cook has been a huge disappointment so far. Humongous. Ted Ginn is, you know, a good player, but not somebody that, like, scares you very much, right? It's Ted Ginn. So I think Tampa Bay's defense can hold up here. And then if that's the case, like, the Buccaneers' offense simply just doesn't, if they don't make mistakes, I think that this is a game that they can win. It's not even about the Tampa Bay Bucks off uh, defense holding up. Teddy Bridgewater will hold it up for them. Right, right. He will carry them out onto the field and make them look good because he's just not very good. So that is going to be a fascinating game. I, I got to be honest with you, this is the second game where I think the underdog has very good chance to win. Yeah, I think they could win outright. And and home field advantage so far in the NFL, you know, it's pretty noisy, but home field advantage is not carried so far. So, it, you know, as much as we as much as we sort of continue to do that in our handicap, just know that like road teams for whatever reason, and maybe they're maybe it's because of the more reviews, right? We know ref bias is the main reason for home field advantage. Um, but also, you know, travel, you know, teams are getting smarter in terms of how the players prepare for games and stuff like that. Like the road team, road, te- road teams have a better chance than, you know, they, they normally do. All right. We've got to, we've got to start moving here. Okay. So- Vikings, Giants, you don't really want a side of this game, do you? I mean, if, if you are model, if you are betting this game based on, based upon just gut feels and no modeling, this is a Vikings or pass, right? Because the Viking, this is a classic game where the Vikings rookie quarterback, Terrible team. Dalvin Cook runs for like they use up all of Dalvin Cook's yards in this game, and they win handily, just like they did against Oakland and against Atlanta. So it, it this is this is an unsatisfying game if you're I, a Vikes fan, and it will be unsatisfying if you're a Giants fan. I think. I, yeah, I have nothing to add to this. Um, besides, I would not bet on either of these quarterbacks with a 1,000 foot pole. Here's my question to you: You bet with poles? Like, how cool would that be? Like, you're Cast, like sitting in a sports book, casting like, them out there. Like, hold, like stretch the the dollar right. bills out to the t- counter. That'd be awesome. Um, should the Vikings trade for Josh Rosen? Yeah, I heard this. Uh, <laughs> I heard yeah, of course this they take should. on on ESPN. anything that can provide hope to that franchise. They're they like the do. same quarterback. Um, well, the, well, one costs a lot less. By the way, it looks as though yes, true. 
it looks as though Saquon is close to coming back. And I want to stress how a impressive that is that he's such a physical freak that he has a high ankle sprain. We were just out there in the in the office and some and people are complaining about like they play basketball three weeks ago and their knees still haven't recovered. Right, right. Someone's got a partially torn Achilles when really it's like their calf's a little sore from having run for the first time in like 15 years. Meanwhile, Saquon Barkley has an injury that sidelines people for months and the dude's cutting and running after yeah, yeah. two weeks. But it also stresses that he understands how much better this team has gotten now Without that they him. have a decent quarterback and how excited the Giants are franchise is and he wants to make sure that he is not overlooked which is honestly indicative of like Wayne Gallman going out there and like people thinking he looks like Saquon Barkley which is absolutely hilarious well and if you're an NFC well AFC it's even it's even more the case but this NFL has never been flatter dude the AFC is so bad right I mean the AFC is very top heavy All right but anyway okay Speaking of speaking of the AFC, the Oakland Raiders in London, they're getting five and a half points to Chase Daniels uh, and the Chicago Bears. Chase Daniels, sorry, I always say Chase Daniels. Chase Daniel, uh, one fourteen pass rating from a clean pocket, did not make a turnover worthy was play. An absolute maestro. He was great, and he ran an offense that uh, has only been proven to be very, very good, as evidenced by what Andy Reid has done for his entire career. Mitch Trubisky made it look absolutely horrific. So. I don't think there's any question that the Bears have upgraded a quarterback. The question is, have they upgraded enough to now become a team where it's like, oh, we thought about them so poorly because their quarterback was bad, but now they have a quarterback that's leveraging the offense yeah. and they're good? Or is it, hey, he's just a replacement-level quarterback and like, let's just get over it? Yeah, the 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 numbers moved out, started near you know, four and a half, and then people started to realize that Daniel is just every bit as good as Trubisky, if not better. better, and, better. and so it's moved out a little bit. Chicago favored by five and a half. We don't really have a lean there. If you look, though, at um, the total, we're talking about 40 and a half, right? And, and I know Chicago's games have played under all season, right? The um, – the uh, opening from opening day until last week, it was you know under city for them. That being said, uh, I think this is a similar game that we saw on Monday Night Football two weeks ago, where the total is sitting at 41 42. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bad team, and then the Bears, and the bad team has a bad defense, much like Washington did, right? And and you know, Derek Carr prone to turnovers. It, this could be a game, and Derek Carr is very much like this, where. The Bears get out in front like by four touchdowns. Uh, Derek Carr tries to salvage some of his, uh, you know, salvage some uh, respectability, and they, you know, get this over here. I, I think that if you're going to bet this game, I think the over is probably the way to go. That being said, it's always hard when like one of the two defenses can completely shut down an offense, and then you're praying that one of the the, the other team, the good team, does it all by themselves. So, uh, not a whole lot here from a betting perspective. Bears are probably going to move to four and one, which, you know, if you have an under ticket, like you're sort of hoping that sort of things regress as the season goes along. But, um, you know, we've seen that happen before Carolina, for example, last year. So um, there are some unders that we have some value on. And that, as you said, is very is just terrifying and awful. But here you have a very low total. And Daniel, who looked so good, you know, is a guy that's going to give the other team some chances too. It's not like he's Tom Brady out here or Aaron Rodgers. Right. Um, so I, I would anticipate that 
this is an opportunity the Bears are going to try and put up points. Uh, Nagy does not enjoy hearing that he has this like terrible offense yeah. when Andy Reid is over there putting up thousands of points. Yeah. So, and Matt Nagy is very good. You're talking about receivers wide open everywhere on the field. Everywhere. I actually want to keep this one in the running. So we've got the Falcons plus five, and I want the Bears over. Raiders over. Eagles, Jets, no, absolute no, disaster. No, no, Let no, me ask you no, this question, no. though. Um, the, the Eagles, when I go back to 2017, which is similar to this year, we talked about this the other day, like the, the quarterbacking is just not as good. Yep. But that was a year where teams just cup like big favorites covered because they were so much better and there was value on underdogs now, short underdogs yep i'm certainly not saying that the jets right they don't qualify they are a big underdog the eagles are a big favorite are, the eagles were one of those teams in 2017 they covered every week it seemed like and can they get back there uh i don't think their defense is good enough like if i'm i, I granted they're gonna win this game i think and and by a decent mark they're gonna comfortably win this game but We've seen this like their defense was not good enough the other night. Like I, they got luck, they luck boxed into whatever you know situation they had against Green Bay. Week one against Washington, they won, but Washington backdoored them at the end. I, Luke Falk, not very good, right? That this is not, and if he starts the game, this is going to be a tough one for the Jets. But this is a situation. This is why you know you. It's I have a hard time weighing a, a dollar ten to win a dollar on a on on something where. The out, you know, the incentives are just simply not aligned, right? The, there's no incentive for Philadelphia to win this game by two touchdowns, other than to, you know, cover the spread, and they don't care about that. So they need to get healthy. Is yeah. what they need. And and is, this is a game to get healthy. You're home. The other team's battered and bruised. Luke Falk has zero big time throws. Oh, they're absolute disaster. You're yeah. not betting on this game unless you're taking the Eagles. But the Eagles needing to get like. They just need to get through this game, right? They don't yep. need to blow anyone out. Carson Wentz, um, highest graded quarterback in the NFL. And it kind of flying under the radar because the team hasn't been. 12 drops by his receivers. Yeah. Um, how many quarterbacks are you taking over Carson Wentz right now if you had to win a game? Uh, Brady, Rees, Mahomes, um, Rivers. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, You're taking Philip Rivers over Carson Wentz? I am. You're kidding me. Rivers has You're the highest. You're taking Philip Rivers yeah. over Carson Wentz? Yes. I like Carson Wentz a lot. I'm just saying like, I'm, taking, I'm taking him. What? Um, what's wrong with Philip Rivers? I mean, nothing. But like... I you like, need to win one game, and you're going to take Philip the Statue Rivers over Carson Wentz? I think so right now. Yeah. Wow. That's a disagreement we have, I guess. But I, I, I think it's an interesting one. So I, I would take I would take um obviously Brady and Mahomes, no doubt about it. I would think about Breeze. Um I think I'd probably go with Breeze. The thing with Wentz is that he offers the potential to just make plays that Breeze isn't going to make. Mm-hmm. He's got that Mahomes ishness to him sure. um, that allows him to make that. Um I'm I'm not taking Aaron Rodgers. I'm not taking Dak Prescott. A lot of Philly fans are taking Nick Foles. Too soon. Here, here's the one that I think is interesting: Russell Wilson or Carson Wentz. If you had to win one. Oh, uh, I, sorry, win. I missed out on Wilson. I take Wilson. If if I had the free will to use Russell Wilson, he's better than Wentz. Okay. I, I, Wentz is great. But so my official, the correct way of ranking this is Mahomes, Brady, Wilson, Wentz. 
And no Gardner Minshew, huh? You're already, <laughs> you're already, you're already, uh, yeah. No, I think it's a legitimately interesting conversation, though. Yeah. No, it's great. And, also, and, Rivers just played the Dolphins. You, flag football quarterback savant, could look good against the Dolphins. That's true. All right. Moving right along, the Baltimore Ravens, who once played the Dolphins, beat them very handily. And but we now, all edged out about it. But now are two and two. Um, are playing the Steelers at home. They're three and a half point favorites. The Steelers just beat a team similar to the Dolphins in the Cincinnati Bengals. Do there we, are zero quality wins among these two teams. Do we know anything about either team? Well, and and that would seem no, and that would seem to imply. So you look at this game, and it's three and a half. And right. usually, when you look at a game like this, it's always the home team minus about three. Yep. In this series, so especially because Pittsburgh, as a home team, actually does they have a good home field advantage. Yeah. Um, Mason Rudolph. I mean. The the thing about Rudolph is like all of his statistics are going to be skewed because they just they just don't ask Beaker's him to good. do much. They, right. is good. Um, I think the Ravens are one of the worst defenses in the NFL on the sly. Right, mm-hmm. and the yards per play, I believe, they're worst so far. Um, so there's going to be a lot of openings here. But so the and the total is forty four and a half. I think that's pretty high for this series, and and I think our numbers are a little bit lower. But I'm really conflicted about this game because I think the Steelers can win outright. I think that this game could go. I think I think this game could go in a, a lot of different directions. Um, here, here, but I'm but I'm I don't I don't know anything definitively. I'm like, I'm not really like really gung ho about a side here. Yeah, here's the sneaky thing: the Ravens' defense has not been has not been good at all, and the Steelers playing at home gives at least the possibility of Mason Rudolph reaching the upper levels of his distribution in terms of play so when i think about games that i want to bet on i want to know i want to know as much as i can about the quarterbacks playing in the game and i don't think we know a whole lot obviously about mason rudolph lamar jackson it seems you know look the miami thing was great i think lamar jackson's fantastic he's just not as good a passer as i think the first couple of games showed he's a ridiculous runner dude the guy makes people miss like it's absolutely nothing it's incredible um, but whether that offense can kind of sustain itself by running so much and having the inconsistency in the passing game leads you to have this I don't really know which team is going to show up thing. Yeah. So the advantage, obviously, quarterback, head coach, and overall team um, is the Ravens, but it's not one that you feel super confident about. So for that reason, uh, probably would lay off, even though you'd think there'd be value on the home team getting three and a half in this series. Okay, here's one that we did not put in our spread picks article in many ways because the line wasn't available yes. for a decent amount of time. But this is the the Buffalo Bills uh, at 3-1. and one going the, the Only one of three teams with a winning record in the AFC go on the road to face the, the enigmatic Tennessee Titans coming off of a uh, multiple touchdown win against the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons yeah. The Titans are three-point favorites. The total in this game is 38 and a half. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're just gonna stop by telling. Well, me I, I just think the num- I think the, I think the numbers. Which one do you like more? Because I, I think obviously there's the side, the side which is the Titans. You know, just being favored by three. There, the Bills are a decent team, but I don't think there's any reason to believe they're better than the Titans. Here's my issue with this: is I think Marcus Mariota is not a good quarterback, and I think that the Buffalo Bills, despite emptying the tank to stop Tom Brady, did stop Tom Brady. Yeah, and if they can stop Tom Brady, 
even at home, they should be able to stop Marcus Mariota on the road. And I, Marcus Mariota is one of those guys where, yeah, against a Falcons team that can't tie its shoes, I can see him doing well, right? I can see A.J. Brown getting loose. But against the Buffalo Bills team that actually is buttoned up, that that would concern me a little bit. So, but what are the two outcomes? So the two there's two outcomes I see in this game where mm. ten, where where Mariota is horrible, and the over never hits in those situations. And the but the Titans side the Titans can still cover three points if Mariota is horrible. You see what I'm saying? Like I I think Mariota can be awful in this game. Derrick Henry run all over the place, and the and and Ooh. the and the Bills side with <laughs> with Matt Barkley slash Josh Allen can turn the ball like right like Brady was absolutely dreadful the other day. the The Patriots offense was bad. Yeah, but the Patriots defense is amazing. Right, but the Titans defense is not as good as the Patriots defense, but it's good enough to take advantage of the Bills when they when they are acting out. The Bills have the Bills wins are against the Giants, who have a horrible defense, the Bengals, who have a horrible defense, and they only put up 17 points or whatever, like 20 points in that game, whatever it was, 21. And they have a win against the Jets in which they scored, what, 17 points, and the Jets are awful. So Jets are terrible. So, like... All right, I'm with you. I I think the Titans' side is a better better play here. Is this line available anywhere? Uh, Let me... Well, that's the the hard part, and I think that that might be why we can't give it out... Uh, it was two, and now it's it, our consensus science is three, so it must be available somewhere. All right, you're going to search for that, and I'm going to get us through uh, this next game because we need to, to hustle here. The Patriots played the Redskins. The Patriots are going to win this game. The Redskins are an absolute disaster. Um, what I'm curious about is whether Tom Brady manages to get himself back on the wagon against this vaunted Redskins defense. No, I'm actually not. Who cares about this game? Yeah, this game sucks. Moving on. Sorry. Um Okay, let this. I like this one. Okay, Denver, your the, the fighting Joe Flacco's. Yes, go on the road, roughly to uh, Los Angeles and play the Chargers. The Chargers are six and a half point favorite total on this game, forty four and a half. All right, may I have the floor? Go ahead. These teams are very similar. The only difference is that Philip Rivers is a better quarterback than Joe Flacco, but. The difference is probably not as big as many people think. Joe Flacco about average in terms of PFF grade so far. And the Broncos are moving in the right direction, despite the market thinking they are absolutely horrific at 0-4. Joe Flacco above 120 pass rating from a clean pocket last week, as highest of the season. They ran play action 40% of the time in the first half. Now, the problem was they cut that in half in the second half and almost gave the, you know, they, they did give the, the game away. Um, but they should be two and two right now had it not been for Mitch Trubisky making this Herculean effort to get the game winning field goal. And then the crazy thing about the game against Gardner Minshew last week, which they lost, is the Broncos called this inexplicable timeout with 303 remaining that basically it was third down. The Jaguars yeah. are going to be able to kick this field goal. They call this timeout. They end up giving themselves way too much time. But the crazy thing about running a two minute uh, drill is if you're successful and you have three minutes on the clock you give the other team a minute yeah. and when they only need a field goal you that's how you lose the game and that's that cost them the game so the market overreacting to the record and not their process they have emmanuel sanders and um Cortland sutton who are uh, the two running backs are very talented and make plays and make plays um those two receivers top 10 in pff receiving grade the only team uh, with two guys in the top there. So they have the offense, in my mind, that is 
a little bit below the Chargers, but not that drastically. And the Chargers defense sucks. They are not very good. 26th in EPA, expected points added per pass play allowed. This then, then this being a home game for the Chargers is a joke. Well, and there are and and the Chargers are sort of just soft in terms of the run game. They're like an undersized defense. So, like, I think the things as much as we don't like teams that focus their offense on the run game in certain spots, it can be it can be advantageous. Also, we don't need them to win this game. Yeah, they just got to lose by well, less than a touchdown. And, here, and here's the thing. So, and this was this was the difficulty that we had last week when we had the Dolphins. Granted, the Dolphins aren't a real football team. The the Denver Broncos are. The best player on the field on Sunday will be Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's, you know, 60 more receiving yards than any other wide receiver. Yeah. He, when you're looking, like, let's say the Chargers get a 10-point lead and we're looking for Denver to sneak in the back door and score a touchdown and lose by three. Allen's ability to convert third downs will will be frustrating if that's the situation. And as good as Chris Harris is, um, I, you know, they have a former AAF player starting at another corner. It's not great. They can't get pass rush, right? And, and and maybe they'll get it this week because the Chargers' offensive line is horrible. I was going to say. But, uh, you know, the, that's my concern here is I do think the Chargers, and then and then this is also the concern last week, is the Chargers, their first three games of the season, gave up, you know, significant leads. And so there there is going to be some motivation for them to put the pedal to the metal at the end of oh, games. Yes. And so th- you know those are my only do? concerns. You know what else they're going to do? They're going to run the ball. And they are Melvin Gordon is back. Yeah, the, and they were the not Broncos could not stop Fat Leonard Fournette last week. Fat Lenny. Um and uh and they're gonna run the ball. This is simply a number that is too high. The Broncos should be two and two. If they're two and two, what is this number? Uh four and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half, four and a half. So take it. Yeah. All right. So that one's on the board. We've got a few to choose from. This is probably not a game there's a ton of value on, but let's talk about it real quick. Um, two minutes on the clock. Cowboys Packers. My question to you to lead this off. Cowboys favored by three and a half at home. Uh, who's the better quarterback in this game? Well, it's Rodgers. Oh, is he getting points? He is. Do you think there's a significant difference between these two teams outside of the quarterback? No. All right. So you've answered my question. If I had to bet on this game, there is no way in hell that I'm not betting on Aaron Rodgers. And I don't care. I know that Aaron Rodgers has not been Aaron Rodgers. I know this. Yeah. But come on, man. Well, he, you know, the, and he's had some of his best performances in, you know, uh, Jerry World. I just can't. This is the worst thing for someone that believes in math as strongly as I do to say. But I just I cannot get out of my mind that game winning drive against Dallas yeah. in Dallas the last well, time they played. That. And the previous year where he in the playoffs, you know, stole the stole their thunder as well. The issue here is Devontae Adams is probably yes. not going to play. And he is probably the best receiver on either team. Um, Rodgers, I think Rodgers' clear issue is that he does not have respect for the receivers that are not named Adams on the team. Yep. So, Can I throw out a couple of things, though? What's that? I'm more worried about the Cowboys injuries. Tyron Smith. Yeah. Remember what happened when they he didn't play? They have good edge players for the, yeah. the Packers. Tyron too. Smith didn't play last year, and the Falcons. The Falcons put the, the, you know, the SWAT team on Dak Prescott. Michael Gallup hurt. Mari Cooper turns out is hurt. Lyle Collins questionable. Demarcus Lawrence questionable. That was a physical game against New Orleans Saints. The Packers are not going to be a pushover here, I don't think, uh, because that's just not. Aaron Rodgers will find a way where there's a will, there is a way. Um, would you rather? You know, there's a little maybe value on the over, but 
Yeah, I mean, I don't mind the over because I think games like this, like close games like this, I think end up being such that like there's a snowball effect at the end. Yeah. Um, that being said, I I could see, um, uh, you know, I I could also see it being low scoring because both defenses are pretty good. So, um, I don't, you know, we're I'm not, not going to bet not gonna this consider game. this one. Yeah. This Sunday night game, a game that looked good on paper before the season, and now Jacoby Brissett is going into Kansas City, a team that, uh, well, they whooped the Colts back in uh, badly, in yep. January, and they're 11-point favorites. Um, how many points do you think the Chiefs put up in this game? Uh, Well, I, it looks like the weather's going to be okay. Uh, I think the Chiefs put up 35. I think they score 50. They put up. They have enough. They. they I think put, they score fifty. Man. They the score. Colts a, defense is bad, man. They score a first quarter point for the first time since week one. The Colts uh, have allowed more yards to tight ends than any other defense. Travis Kelsey ripped them up in the playoffs last year. He's going to rip them up here. Uh, there's a narrative that the Chiefs did not play well in Detroit. It was the first game in Mahomes' career. Uh, in, in the regular season that he did not throw, not complete a pass 20-plus yards yeah. down the field. Ironically, he didn't do so against the Colts in the playoffs. It was the only other game where that didn't happen. Remember how bad that weather was. Right. So I think there's going to be some impetus for him to get back on the, you know, on the good side yeah. of things this week. The, the Colts defense, which was pretty good at bending but not breaking last year, has gotten way worse at that. They're allowing far more 15-plus yard plays. Honestly, it's it's the, the Bursette and the run game that have kept that their have defense. kept them going. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is, he's got a 130 pass rating from a clean pocket. He's making, you know, five times as many big time throws as turnover worthy plays. And he's not even playing as well as he probably could be. Um, miss, you know, missing a couple of guys downfield in that Detroit game. Um, I'm, there's no way I'm betting the Colts even as yeah. even getting I, 11 points. I think here. you are paying a premium to bet Kansas City, and yes, so and, absolutely. And, and, and so I I wouldn't advise doing either side because I the Chiefs are a team where you really really like like Detroit last week. You really have to have a case to bet the other side, okay. and I just don't see that here. We have seen so 56 and a half is what appears on the consensus, but I see I see 56 some places and juiced under. 56 is sort of a key number because yep. it's like, you know, uh, the, the eight touchdowns or whatever. But the so do you have any desire, even though, you know, we don't necessarily shade the over? Do you have a desire to bet the over here? I do because I would never bet the under on a Kansas City. Game. And I actually think because I can't decide well, because I just can't bet, you know, 11 points is a lot. And I think Frank Reich is solid. Um, a bet on the over is sort of like a bet on the Chiefs here. But you also get the chance of a Jacoby Reset backdoor Frank Reich special. Um, exactly. So that that would be that would be where I would lean. Um, what's your favorite Andy Reid stat? Do you have any? Because Andy Reid's like the number one offensive play caller. He's number one in the model that we've built. Yeah, I think if you my favorite one is that if you look at if you look at games decided by more than a one score, so nine or more. Uh, since I can't remember which since 2013 he's either one of or he he's basically has the highest winning percentage other than maybe Seattle and New England and to me a guy who can accomplish that with Alex Smith at quarterback and Bob Sutton as defensive coordinator is like extremely good it's awesome I have I have two Um, my first is that they have the most quarters with multiple touchdowns and the fewest quarters without a touchdown since uh well that's just since 
2018, Since but, the but Mah- it's by era. But uh, this season, they're doing something that got me particularly excited. Oh. You hear this one? So in the first half of games, and this, I'm throwing out the second half because they've been ahead by so much. They are the only team in the NFL for which a higher percentage of their offensive plays are play-action plays than are run plays. Love it. Oh, my gosh. Are you going to be okay? I'm going to be Wow. They're averaging almost 14 yards per, uh, per attempt using play-action, uh, and surprisingly, they have a bunch of... They have Shady McCoy wearing a triple XL jersey dude, out it's there. it's so great. Trying to rekindle his, uh, himself from 10 years ago. And they are somehow still being successful in play action despite being the only And team Shady McCoy looks good. It's crazy that running backs don't matter because like a guy like McCoy is quote unquote washed and well, now he's like balling out. Honestly, that's another feather in to borrow your phrase, in Andy Reid's cap. He gets more out of running backs than anyone else, and he has had just like random running backs, right? Uh, yeah. In the well, passing game, they they are the most they efficient used to running have, back team. They used to have Jamal Charles, who's one of the best running backs in NFL history right. on a metric bay, and they've only gotten better since he's gotten hurt and left. Nuts. All right. Uh, third game of the week, Niners hosting the Browns on Monday Night Football. I'm very excited for this game for some reason. Um, if, you are, if you're a Niners fan, though. I am. Are you a little upset that you used a rest day when you already had like 14 of them in the bag? Oh, you know it. Yeah, this sucks. I mean, like you're coming off a bye, right? You're at home. Like you're using up a lot of like goodies on one particular game. I would be unsatisfied if I was the Niners fan because like there's a lot of stuff that's great about the Niners in this one particular spot. But couldn't you like sprinkle it around the rest of the schedule? You would hope so. Um this is I, I do like this spot for the Niners because the Browns just had a monumental victory that was very impressive and they needed to win and they gave it their all. The Niners defense AWS biggest mover of the week. Yep. The Niners defense has played very, very well. Um, which, you know, doesn't matter nearly as much as the Browns getting back on the Schneid, but the Browns can't really pass protect. And the one thing the Niners can do is now rush the passer. So it actually sets up in this situation where maybe it reverts a little bit for the Browns. The thing that I have trouble with is Jimmy G is um, he's a guy I like to cover as an underdog, but I don't feel nearly that comfortable uh, with him getting, you know, getting you a cover as a favorite by more than three. So for that reason, I'm laying off this game also because I don't want to jinx the fact that I've already got the Airbnb. Uh, for for Patriots Niners, I think you. I think in this game, in Miami, you should forty six and a half. I think over is the play at all if there is a play. Um, but even then, I I still think it's it's not terribly valuable. This is just going to be a fun game to watch, frankly. And and I think uh, you know when you when you're looking at the Niners, has the defense gotten appreciably better? We know that they can rush the passer. Mm-hmm. The Browns are going to stress them, you know, with their receivers. Uh, and also Nick Chubb in the run game is really freaking good. Dude, Nick Chubb is amazing. He's like probably the best back in the league right now. And and well, then Saquon's hurt, so yeah. And 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 if you're if you're the Niners, offensively is Jimmy G going to continue because the Browns defense is pretty good, especially if they get some of their players back. This is just going to be a game where you're going to find out a lot about these two teams. And, and well, Boog will tell you about them. Oh sure. Which team will finally start to run the ball down by twenty in this game? <laughs> That was just, so I'm just glad to see the Bengals running the ball here down 21 well, to Mason football Rudolph. Football is about morals, 
and there were a lot of morality. There was a lot of morality. His tap passes there. belong to the run, run game. game. Yeah. Um, they belong to the run game. Uh, all right. I think it's I think it's fairly clear cut who the lock of the week should be, and I'm curious if you feel the same way. Yeah, Denver. I think it has to be Denver. I cannot possibly sit here and ask you, the seven people watching us on YouTube right now, to go out and put any hard-earned money for charity on the Atlanta Falcons. Absolutely not. I don't want to take an under. I don't really want to take an over. The Bears, you know, like Cleo Mack could literally eat Derek Carr. Um, So for that reason, I think it's got to be Broncos plus six and a half. And next week, actually, you don't even have to wait till next week, Sunday night. You can tune in, yep. uh, or Monday morning, or at least when the podcast comes up. You can tune in and hear me cry about Joe Flacco letting us down. Yeah, I, I think Flac- I think Flacco will do his job, though. I hope uh, so. I, and and frankly, the fact that like I don't like either of these games is probably a good sign. Yeah, it honestly is. Um, okay, we have one thing that we've we got to get we to. Do. We have a we public ha- service announcement. We have to talk about it um, because we have a story from the right outside since why. That absolutely has to be discussed. And I cannot wait. So we've seen some crazy stuff happen in the gym. We have. Happened in the locker room. Um, But we happened upon something in the park here in Cincinnati, which I honestly have not seen since I was in – since I was living in Los Angeles and Mm -hmm. was walking down by the Santa Monica boardwalk. And that was two people in a park – uh, at 3 p.m. on a Tuesday doing partner yoga. Now, I'm not talking about like yoga side by side. Um, I'm not talking about meditating next to each other. Um, I'm talking about, and I'm, I'm blanking on the name of it, but there's an actual name for it. But it's the yoga where you're doing it with each other, for lack of a better term. So we walk up on this poor guy laying on the ground, legs in the air, holding this his partner a female uh up in the air yeah. on his heels and we're both we you know are excited i think i think both of us were like in stunned silence for just making fun seconds. of this i mean it's ab- it's amazing they're in the middle of a park at 3 p.m on a tuesday right next to like the kitty area absolutely amazing she dismounts as we're walking by she's probably got 15 pounds on the guy and he's laying on the ground, and she starts like telling him what he did wrong. It was, it was the most beautiful thing that I have seen. There was a there was a woman who was like a, a security guard for the park, just standing, like, standing there watching there them watching. and like nodding the whole time. So Man. this gets me to the question, which is this, this did like this had some soul searching on both of our parts. What is the most pathetic, awful, humiliating thing? That you have willfully done <laughs> for uh, for a significant other, or the attempt at making them a significant other. Well, I think mine will always top yours, so I I would say um, you go first. Oh no, you go first because I'm still tr- I'm trying. I have to have done something really bad. Yeah, I mean, growing up sort of like a weird dorky kid, uh, I did not have anything figured out. And I still don't for quite some time. <laughs> I will say that attending hip hop dance lessons. And as a high schooler trying to woo a female was probably my low. <laughs> yeah. So amazing. And and can you can you imagine the, the oh. amount of self confidence it takes, the amount of humility it takes <laughs> to admit that? But yeah, I did it. I'm so glad you did. I wish I honestly wish I had something worse. Um 
No, in, you don't. In in high school, <laughs> I like went on a hike. I've never gone on a hike before and never will again. Um, but uh, something that I did for the girl that currently dates me for some unknown reason. Yeah, she uh, is far. Hi, yeah, Sam. Uh, Sam out uh, out levels me by a good bit. But when I was trying to convince her that I was a normal human being, I believe I brought her breakfast, like a breakfast burrito from a place I knew she liked and left it at her door uh, at like six in the morning when I knew she had a test that day or something. And uh, yeah, I mean, that I seems, knew it was that's, pathetic. That's pretty tame. But at the same time, it's also like, how do you, did you put like to Sam from George or did you did you do something at, to at to... the very least at the very least I didn't put some corny right. you know what message I p- pretended it wasn't me for a very long time I didn't like knock on the door with but it, flowers. how is that like not dangerous though like like you know if it was some like creeper guy that's like been stalking her burrito eating like tendencies yeah. like well, could she well she thought it was me okay texted me i denied very vociferously sure sure um but yeah well hip-hop wins i think neither one of us have done yoga in the park to the to the uh uh lack of amazement of our partners so like that's uh, to me that's that's two sigma below what you know hip-hop dance lessons when you're the best thing we could have done virgin the best thing we could have done is gone I need a video of this. <laughs> the best thing we could have done is uh, gone up next to them. You laid down <laughs> and like me start lecturing you. On... <laughs> oh. All right. That's our show this week. I want to play something for you uh, as we go out, though. Um, I don't know if the people will be able to hear this. But the ringer posted uh, a little Pat Mahomes song. You should go check it out. It's on the ringer's Twitter. It's a Take Me Home, Pat Mahomes version. And uh, I'm going to let you play it out to this because you should be stoked about your Chiefs. We'll see you guys on Sunday night, Monday morning. Enjoy week five. Bigger than the mountains, taller than Jerry's. Pat Mahomes, take me home to the place we Franchise QBs changing like the leaves. Huddled at the goal line, shouting, Let's go, Chiefs. Pat Mahomes, oh, take me home to the place we belong. Kansas City to Miami. On Sunday morning and he calls me His radio reminds him how much time is left to play
get a feeling that this team they could go all the way, all the way. Pat Mahomes, take me home. 